Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about the punch list as a profit center with the help of special guest Derek Stone of SR&R in Nashville, Tennessee. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hi everyone, Tim Fowler here and welcome to the Tim Fowler Show. Keep those ideas coming. I keep uh, telling everybody we need topics and uh, we've run into a really fun one today, but just a quick introduction uh, before we get to it. So Steve mentioned that the title is Punch List as a Profit Center. And I know a lot of the listeners are going like, I'm really confused because I've heard Tim talk about this punch list thing. And he keeps saying that he wants on his gravestone he eliminated punch list from the world. And so now we're talking about punch list as a profit center. So this is going to be interesting. Now, generally to me, at least as a remodeler, uh, the punch list is really nothing but an invitation for a client to find fault. And we all know that we really don't need to invite our clients to do that. They seem to be able to do it on their own. I know, too, that in the home building industry, I think particularly track building, uh, they actually put put money in there to take care of punch lists because the assumption is there will be a list uh, made at completion that will need to be dealt with. But you know what? I just don't think that this is uh, done in hardly any other industry. I mean, I haven't run into any other industry that does this. And the other challenge I know is that at least for the remodeler or the builder, it just seems to be one of the big drains on profit for them. So going back over and over and over and over again, just sucks money right out of the company. And so what are we going to do? We're going to talk about it as a profit center. So I hope you can tell I'm having a lot of fun with this. This is a new, whole new thing for me. And uh, I really want to um, uh, share this with everybody. So I met our guest today. We started talking about what he does in his business. And he told me, and for longtime listeners, you know, I just had to say, wow, we have to do a podcast on this. So, Steve, let's get into it. All right, let's do it. So Derek Stone is the CEO of SRNR out of Nashville, Tennessee. Derek started his company as a one-man show in 2011. After working 80 hours a week for three hours and missing his family, he learned the principle of leverage and hired his first subcontractor. In the next nine months, he had hired 10, and by 2017, he had over 28 subs punching houses for 14 different builders. In those three short years, he went from 68000 in revenue to $1.2 million. Welcome to the show, Derek. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, this is really – okay, so we got a little bit of an intro uh, from Steve there, but tell us a little bit more about your business. Is it all punch lists or are you doing other kinds of work as well? What What's the sort of the makeup of what you do in your business? Absolutely. So we have six profit centers. Um, 
punch and warranty kind of go in the same bracket in that in that profit center. So um, punch and warranty is about 64% of our total business. Uh, we do pressure washing, which is about 7%. We do uh, general labor, which is like community cleanup for builders. Um, people just not picking up their trash. Uh, remember, this is track home builders for the most part. Um, and then we also do screen enclosures and uh, we install quick flashing panels for weatherization. Okay, so is most of this for the track builder or do you do the, the screen enclosures independently like on existing homes? We do the screen enclosures. Um, I started doing them for the builders and then we, we, we rebranded it as a screen enclosures by SRNR and that's uh, something we do kind of privately as well. It's a huge profit center for us. Yeah, that I, I can imagine in Nashville area, that's a, that's a big thing because I, I have the image that the three season sort of approach is really big there in terms of uh, a lot, a lot of time you can be outside. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the punch list thing. So what is it you're doing and, and give us as much detail as you feel comfortable with. Uh, because again, I'm, I'm really fascinated by this. Sure. So I myself have punched over probably 7,000 houses myself um, and which is about, I don't know, 68,000 hours, which is a lot of time. So, um, so basically we seal exterior penetrations. We do drywall point up, we do paint touch-ups, uh, we do, um, cabinet adjustments, door adjustments, appliance installs, uh, trim repairs. And we also on the warranty side, we do a lot of the one-year warranty. And then we come and we've even done, I think to date in the last two years, we've done over 40 foundation repairs. Wow. So, so let me kind of get a picture of this. Are you, are you in contract with the builders Correct. To, to do this kind of thing? So is it like a fixed price thing or, um, or is it by the hour? It's by the hour. Um, and that, that contract price is negotiated at the, at the signing. So we kind of deal with them on that. And then there has been, I've only went up in price once uh, with, with three builders um, over the past 10 years. Um, and so that was just one of the things that how, how that kind of came about, but yeah, so we charge, we bill them by the hour. Uh, okay. it's not like a fixed rate. one builder in particular we do, they give us a four hour PO and okay. if, it, if it looks like we're going to go over the four hour PO, they'll issue a second because they're allocated two per house. Okay. So they, so they, so you're figuring it's going to be about four hours to get into this, these homes, uh, and punch them out, right? Is that, that's what, am I hearing that right? Right. It's usually okay. four to eight hours. Yeah. Okay. Depends four. On how bad it is. <laughs> how bad it is. For okay. Sure. So now I, I generally for the track builders, they have like a site superintendent or a site foreman. Is this the kind of thing where they have a list all made and they, they call you up and say, okay, I've got three houses punching out this week. I need, you know, and I'll have the list for you. How does that mechan I guess mechanically, how does it work? Sure. So what will happen is the project manager will, will, he will come up and he'll say, all right, I've got my punch list done. And he's looking at his schedule and he says, all right, these closings have to happen on this date. A lot of the builders have quality inspections by a third party. And so whatever that quality inspection is, they'll have us in two to three days before. Okay. So, so he'll call us and he'll say, Hey, uh, and, and how we do that is I'm at the top, but I have two guys that are field reps for each builder. 
Um, we tried that a couple different ways, and this way works a lot better where each builder has its own rep. Uh, so we can grow on a micro level versus a macro level. It's, it's a, you know, what each individual builder needs versus what the other builder doesn't. So, um, so basically that guy will take and he'll look at the schedule and the guys we have the pool and then he'll dispatch those guys. He'll send them notifications and those guys accept the jobs and then they go do them. So uh, they have the opportunity on their phone to deny a job. So, you know, if the job comes in, they don't, you know, uh, I'm, I'm busy that day or whatever it is. So, um, so that's kind of usually what it is. So we'll, we'll dispatch it and they'll, they'll accept it and then they'll run and go do it. Usually, usually I usually have the, I usually try to have the schedule locked down at 12 o'clock on Thursday or the following Monday. So if you get me by 12 o'clock on Thursday, the following Monday, I can have a guy in your house for you. Oh, okay. So do you actually like have it set up like one week ahead? So all of next week is, is busy. For the uh, most part, uh, the big problem is weather here lately. Yeah. Tennessee's just getting covered in rain. And so yeah. uh, we're anticipating a huge, once this, once all this rain gets done, it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. All right. So a couple of things, if I hear you right, uh, all of the people that are doing this work are subcontractors for you. Correct. Correct. Okay. How do you, um, I, I assume maybe they have other businesses that they're doing other work and then, you give them the opportunity to turn it down that, that, you know, technically puts them in that realm of being a subcontractor. Correct. So they have their own tools. Uh, they have their, their own vehicle. They have um, the ability, like we said, to deny jobs. So if they got something else going on, they just say, Hey, I'm, I'm good for a couple of days. And usually we'll mark them off that schedule so they don't get any jobs. Um, and so, so that's usually how, how that works for us. And it's been that- a really cool model. Yeah, that's that's really cool. The other thing that I that kind of hit me as you were talking was this whole idea of scalability, where if you have two two reps per builder, then if you want to take on another builder at some point, you can fill those those slots, and you've already got a system or a pattern for how to make that work. Is that is that kind of how you've gone? You know, you've grown so much is just adding on another builder and another builder and another builder. Exactly. So I'm a, I'm a Chick-fil-A guy. I worked for Chick-fil-A for seven years. And when I left Chick-fil-A, I was a certified grand opening trainer. And so that means that they'd fly me all over the country and I trained their kitchen staff on opening their new stores. What I found was I could train those people how to cook in four days and I'd sit back and just watch them and let it, and let, I'd just jump in on an emergency. And I learned the value of a duplicatable system there. And so every time when I hired my first guy, uh, I ran into like three snags right at the get go. And so I just implemented a system. All right. Every guy that we bring in, they're going through this, this, and this. So, um, everything from a, a walkthrough, we take them through a house and we define every piece of material that's in that house. So it's like a definition sheet. So that is casing. That's a doorknob. That's a dummy knob. That's a passage knob. That's a door, you know? So, um, this is, this is chair rail. This is OG. This is drywall. Uh, so we, we do that as we walk through the house with them during their training. And so we're just really trying to incorporate the, the language from the builder to the trade or to the sub. So, so that's really where we do is, is, and I've got a ton of, we take them through if they don't know a lot, because this is the thing, everybody knows the labor situation and the right. trade situation. Everybody knows that every five guys that retire on construction, only one guy replaces them. <laughs> and so, and so what we found is that the guy that have the skill set are like, Man, you can't keep them off drugs or alcohol or, or and they just they can't. 
I'm, I'm serious. I mean, I'm just, you know, being real for a second, but and you, you can't, um, you can't get them to make a good decision, you know? So what we found is that we started finding some guys with lesser skill set, and we started with, with good attitudes and we started training that skill set. And so we have like electrical 101, framing 101, drywall 101. I have an advanced drywall. I have a trim, a trim advanced. Uh, so all these things we put together in a system. So when we bring somebody in, you know, then we can train them the way that we want. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? Training right here. We are again, we're talking training and (laughs) it's just such a, such a no brainer, but so much of our industry is struggling with it. And, um, yeah, I was, I was, while you were talking about walking through the house and saying, this is this, 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 I'm envisioning me coming to work for you and you, you know, walking me through a house and me going like, Hey, I know all, I know all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So what do you find for the people that you do bring in? What do you think are some of the most, the biggest um, missing pieces in their, in their repertoire? What do they seem to be lacking most in their abilities that you have to really train for? Drywall. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is the, uh, it is the phantom menace of, uh, of, of construction for a lot of guys. Cause you might have a great carpenter, but they don't know how to apply mud work to flip, you know? Yeah. So, um, so that's one thing I have videos online. Uh, so SRNR TV on, on YouTube and I've trained a lot of those drywall skills, like, you know, how to, how to do a patch, you know, and, and, and this is the best way to do it and how to apply the mud and burn your edges and, and all that. Um, so you have to do less sanding, how to use the heat yeah. gun efficiently so that you can move on to the more part of the house, uh, you know, more parts of the house. Like if I have a ceiling repair, a lot of guys will stand on a ladder and just hold it. No, nah, man, I'll break out two clamps and, and I, I clamp a level to my ladder and then clamp my heat gun to the, to the level yeah. and I'll point it in the direction. And so it's, and I'll leave and I'll go for 15 minutes. I'll come back and check it every 15 minutes and move the ladder and move the heat gun. And I'm still doing the house, you know, I'm right. just maximizing my time in the house. So, so it's, it's just so it's it's skills and efficiency. Absolutely, efficiency it's skills is and ridiculous. That's yeah. a big part. Efficiency is a big part of it. Yeah, that that seems like to get it all done in in four hours, particularly that would be a huge um, a huge thing to really really consider. Yeah, my guys call me the wizard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, really like, cool. Bro. You're like, you know, make it happen. <laughs> so. Um, do you do anything like this? Have you ever talked to any remodelers about doing this? I mean, a lot of our audience are remodelers, and I'm just wondering if you thought about doing something, or maybe that's a little different. I don't know how to say this, but a little different focus on a remodeler's part versus a track builder. For sure, and I cut my teeth on remodelers and realtors. So me personally, okay. being uh, you know getting in the punch business was. I was just working for a general contractor and he's like, Hey, do you know how to do this? I'm like, no, he goes, let me show you. And that's how I learned uh, yeah. over, over a year time. Well then uh, some realtors started finding out about me and I was doing work for them. And so the, the big thing about remodelers and realtors is that their lists are way more expensive, uh, extensive okay. for, some, for some reason, um, and which is okay. But usually I submit a bid and with, with realtors in particular, it's always, sketchy. I always make the title company cut me a check versus the realtor because you right. never know. You know, I love you realtors out there, but go to the title <laughs> company and say, Hey, I submit my estimate, but I want the check coming from the title company. If you're right. out there doing this, I'm just saying. So, um, <laughs> uh, sometimes to get paid, you know, 
Right. Um, but yeah, so their, their lists are a lot more extensive. So you're doing everything from trimming trees, you know, off the roof to, oh, wow. to you know, to, to I mean, pressure washing, light fixture change outs, mirror change out, change outs, hardware change outs. Um, you know, it's just, it's just really, it depends on what it is that you sign up for. Uh, a lot of the times I'm, I'm doing siding repairs, you know, so it's just, it just depends on what it is that they want. But usually their lists are a little bit more extensive than, um, than, than track home builders. Okay. So how, when, so your, your guys go in, they are done with the list. Does the builder then inspect your work and, and maybe give you a list? I'm just kind of wondering how the list ends. Like, no, they don't. Um, the only time, so we have, my biggest contract has a quality inspection and how that comes out to it really, we're the last guy. So they come through and we do the work of about five trades. And right. so that list, we mark through, mark through, mark through. And, and I've been guilty of getting sidetracked and marking through something. So I train my guys to do three walkthroughs before I call a job done. So, okay. So they go through and they walk through the house just like they got there that morning. Right. So they go through and they walk through there and they open up every drawer, pull every cabinet out. If that's got slide outs, pull the slide outs out. They're shutting every bedroom door, making sure those doors are adjusted or if they need adjustment, they put that on the list. So, um, so they make before, before I let them call it done, I, I make them do a walkthrough back through the house. It's part of the SNR way. What we call it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's really cool. Do you ever do like, uh, like, somebody else walks it with them or do you pretty much trust that they've got good eyes to, to see what's going on? Well, you know, a lot of that responsibility falls back on the project manager. I think any okay. project manager worth his salt is going to walk back through the house before the guy leaves. Um, you know, and so most of the time we rarely get phone calls back when stuff was messed off the list. And if 99% of the time, if it was left off, it's because we didn't have the material on the job and they didn't want us to go purchase the material. Okay. So that's, that's usually, that's usually only the time that, that something doesn't get marked up on the list. It's not a matter of timing or, or hey, dude had to go, you know, that kind of thing. So Derek, this is, this is fantastic stuff. Do you <laughs> find that the, of the 14 builders you have, uh, that they have different commonalities in their punch list? Yes. Um, so, <laughs> so what we did is back in, in 2017, we were growing like crazy. Um, my wife was recovering from, cancer uh she had a a tonsil rare super rare um only three in the country uh have ever been diagnosed with this so um so we were recovering from that and we were just going 90 to nothing like all right what do we got to do today what do we got to do today what do we got to do today and what happened was we got so busy that it was so hard to grow across everybody right you're just trying to blanket everything and it just didn't work out very well so we ended up getting rid of about seven of those builders so right now we're currently working for about eight, okay. uh, mainly, and a lot of that was payment issues. We couldn't get paid on time, and then you can't rely on that because you got guys. You know, my responsibility to my guys is to pay them. They have kids to feed, you know, and so, um, so we got rid of a lot of those builders, and now we're working consistently for eight, and and we're working with those people very strategically because they pay well, they have great response, you know, responses. Um, we we do a good job. They know us. We know them. And so a lot of the times in, in specific builders, they have established, this is the list we want you to done. We want you to do. Uh, the other other builders will say, all right, this is the list. I don't want any of your guys doing this right here because that guy's coming back. I'm telling you that guy's coming back. Okay. So 
And that's where that's where we jump in because, and that's what's really cool about what we do is, is for a project manager, you, you really get a more productive product, project manager because they, the days under construction goes down. I mean, if you've got to wait a week for a guy where you've got a punch guy in your house right now, you're going to let the punch guy do it and just back towards that guy. Right. Unfortunately, that's what happens. So, so yeah, it, it is. And that's one of the reasons why we had to stop the blanketing technique. And yeah. we had, to, and that's why I said earlier is that it's, we were focusing on the micro each individual builder. What is it exactly that they want? And let's grow that the way that they want. Cool. So do you, do you use any kind of software to help you schedule all this Absolutely. or what, Absolutely. what is it? What, what are you using? Okay. So we started with a three page carbon copy. Right. <laughs> and every right. Friday, my wife and I would go pick it up from each guy. You know, it was cool to kind of see him and chat with him, see how life was going. But me and my wife would process them over the weekends. We're like, man, we want our weekends back after two years. We were frustrated, you know? And so, um, because the builders needed them on Mondays. So what we did is we found a company that um, would customize your invoice to a phone app. And that company is, was known as Fleetmatics, which recently got bought out or later got bought out by Verizon Connect. So um, we use Fleetmatics through Verizon Connect. They are such a cool company. Um, the, everything syncs with QuickBooks, so you can download that and, and the invoices sync with QuickBooks and then you can you know, have your accountant do that or your bookkeeper. Um, and basically everybody has their invoice on their phone. So basically we send them, we dispatch the job, the job pops up on their phone as a notification. They hit, they open Fleetmatics and then it'll tell them, Hey, you have a job dispatch and they have the opportunity to accept it or right. not because it shows them the date where it's at, you know, time and all that. And so they, they can accept it. And then after that, it moves into the job and they have the opportunity to clock into the job. So Fleetmatics is really cool is that it has um, ability to, to capture pictures. You can, you can input receipts. Um, you can take pictures of the job. You know, if there's something shady that you, you want to make sure, hey, this is not on my neck. This is something somebody else did. Take a picture. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, for real. Yeah. Like, CYA, man, if y'all know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just don't <laughs> say it out loud. That's all. So that's what it is. You know, we, we tell you know, so Fleetmatics has been, my wife, you know, she's really rare at giving me compliments. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, she said, this is one of the best decisions, best software yeah. you've ever, ever made. So, uh, so we use Fleetmatics. We also have had to get, because of the way the builders operate on their softwares, we also have Supply Pro. So Belt uh, Pro and Supply Pro are, are kind of hand-in-hand. You, you know, your suppliers have to have the Supply Pro part. Belt Pro has, they have the builder part. So uh, what a lot of the times this will come in, we'll get a dispatch PO, the PO will come to the field manager's inbox. He'll turn around and take that PO and he'll schedule it in Fleetmatics and then it goes up that way. So that's kind of how the system works. Um, and then we have a couple different ones from different builders, but those are kind of minute, but but it all kind of works the same way. Wow, that's, that's really cool. I was thinking while you were talking that that might be a great software for handyman type oh, work as well uh it's something again this is new to me i, I don't see all the software so sure. i'm just wondering like for each job that you do uh what's the what's the dollar amount if you can share this with us like sure. on a general level or is is each punch out you know five thousand dollars is it 2000 what i mean i guess i'm no, wondering no, no, no. what you're what yeah, you're looking about, at 
Yeah, each job's about, um, I mean, there has been some crazy situations, don't get me wrong. Right, right. <laughs> but each job usually averages around six to eight hundred dollars. Six to eight hundred. Yeah. Wow. And so we have had some, you know, um, I don't want to mention builders, but we had one builder that right. bought a huge brand, massive brands here and here, and, and they build massive, big, like one point three million dollar homes. Right. Those houses, those average around seventy five hundred. If I'm if I'm honest. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, six yeah. to seventy five hundred, and it's yeah. just because there's so many floors. They've got ten foot ceilings. They've got twenty thousand dollars staircase handrails in there. You know, right. it's just, so it's just like you know those houses just take a lot more time and attention, and they'll take about two weeks to punch. Yeah, I mean, if I'm honest, you know. So yeah. that's just kind of where it, it ranges from the normal, let's say, two thousand to five thousand square feet house. You're looking at anywhere between six hundred to maybe twelve to fifteen hundred. Okay, in that range. Yeah, I'm sitting here in my head trying to do the math, like $1.7 million, how many jobs? That's a lot of jobs. It was a lot of jobs. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't do the math. That's a lot of jobs. So, so the follow-up question, obviously, we, we said profit center. Do you mind sharing your net, your net what your percentage net profit is? Yeah, per guy, we're looking, they get 57% of the job. So uh, per hour, so if you, if you look at what we're, we're charging per hour, so yep. uh, so that's around, it depends on the builder, it's either $35 or $40 an hour. Yep. So, um, so they get 57% of the job, we have 18% overhead, which usually leaves us about 12 to $15 in, in profit per hour. So usually the average day, which is really cool, there's a couple different things in this, but with punch guys, we're averaging a profit about $150, $152 a day. Okay. All right. So can you do the math real quick, Steve, on, uh, do you, do you know what we usually deal with percentages? Is, is it like a 10 or 12% net? Um, I would like say, that? I'd say it's probably or close to 12. Okay. Yeah. If I had to, if I had to do the math, I had a feeling you were going to ask that question. I did, but, yeah. it, but I didn't do all of it. <laughs> yeah. We should have, we should have talked about it before we got on, no, but it's, uh, okay. it's okay. I so this is, numbers, but yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's really a, a, a a good profit margin for uh, a good good days of work. Yeah, let me right, clarify, so, Tim, real quick. Ahead, is their their overhead is handled by them, correct? Because they're a sub. Their overhead is correct. Yeah, yeah. my overhead is different because I have one employee that does. You know, we had to do that because we offered some of those guys insurance that they had. They have option if they want. Okay. Uh, because a lot of guys were complaining. You know, hey man. You know, so uh, we offered a group policy for them. Um, so I have one employee and, and then I have, if the material cost has to be purchased, I purchase it. I don't allow them to purchase the material right. okay. uh, because, because it really helps hurts them paycheck wise. So I, I take that burden on my, myself. So, so material cost, I have a ridiculous amount of insurance. Like, like I'm sure last year I paid $36,000 in insurance. It's yeah. Like, it's crazy. So, um, so I have a ridiculous amount of insurance and, and, and that kind of thing. So, um, and then my wife and I's salary comes out of that. So, sure. uh, so yeah, so the, the, that's kind of where that overhead comes from. They do have their own overhead as far as buying tools and their cell phones and their uniforms or, or clothes or whatever it is that they're, their their miles. They take care of that overhead. But my overhead is, is, is usually we have it figured at 18%. Okay. So as we wrap this up, Derek, 
Uh, you know, nobody out there in podcast world can see what I see, but I want to know about that guitar hanging on the wall back there. That looks like one cool guitar. Are, are you, Nashville. Are you, are, yeah, yeah. Are you a frustrated, uh, Nashville musician? Absolutely. Oh, man. <laughs> um, there's a funny story to that I had, um, I was a touring musician for 12 years. Wow. So you can check out Derek Stone on YouTube and uh, my single Southern Princess is on there. I actually played that guitar in the video. Wow. Um, but yeah, so I was a singer songwriter for 12 years and starving, absolutely just starving and sacrificed <laughs> all this time with my family. And, and so I, I got to, uh, I was dabbling in the construction just to kind of make ends meet. And, and man, it started just providing way more than what I thought. So like, this is what happened. Literally, my wife was working for a, a baby clothing store in a really prestigious part of town. And I was only working three days a week because we had a newborn at home. So I was staying home with the newborn and only working three days a week, which is the way she was off. At the end of the year, we did taxes and I made $7,000 more than she did only working three days a week. She said, I am coming home. <laughs> she, put, she put her two weeks notice in the next day, dude. I'm not even lying. And she goes, we're going to see what you can do in six days. And boy, it, it, I, I just hit the road running, man. and just didn't look back. So, um, and in 2014, I had to walk away from the music business because something just had to get on my schedule. And, and so, well, okay. Fan, this has been so good. Uh, and, and, uh, just such a unique experience for us, for me to to share with everybody. And I just want to say thank you so much for yeah. taking some time to be on with us today. Oh, absolutely, man. Thank yeah. you guys for having me. And Derek, me. Um, real quick, your your wife is good at this point. She's healthy yes, out of the woods? she's three, okay. three years in remission. Absolutely, great, yes. great. She had good 33 radiation treatments and refused chemo and, and had an eight-hour surgery, which okay. was crazy. But, well, that's uh, good to know. I had to ask. God's good, man, and, and it's, good. it's been good, man. That's great. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Derek. Hey, my pleasure, man. Thank you guys again for having me. Now, Tim, you line up a lot of these guests, and I am always impressed at what you come (laughs) up with. And this was awesome. When I first saw it come through, I go, why is Tim talking about punch lists? But, hey, this was awesome. Derek, really impressive guy. Yeah, you know, I think just the growth of the business, he's obviously got a pretty good mind for business. He's thought through a lot of these uh, things. They're just like some amazing things that he's doing. This whole idea of active training. Yeah. In other words, when he brings somebody in, he trains them to do what he needs them to do, even though they are subcontractors. Yes, which is Imagine, just like that just going to blow everybody's yeah. mind. Yeah. And I, I like, um, I like the, the, the YouTube TV, because yes. he'll point his guys, you know, his subs, like, yeah. go watch these this channel. You've got my training on there. I've heard people doing this before, and I just uh, I just think that uh, that's such a, a, a cool thing as well. He's just done a great job of turning what would be a real chore for many of us into a real profit center for him. And obviously, the story of his wife quitting work because he's making more money, yeah. you know, just enable you know just just absolutely says a lot i thought it was the musician starving and that's what led him to chick-fil-a <laughs> but i guess it's the other way around yeah uh, well, there's probably a lot of starving musicians in nashville <laughs> a so few, a few. <laughs> Well, good. Well, once again, we would like to thank Derek Stone for joining us today. And we always want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. 
And remember, at the Tim Fowler Show, we are working hard to eliminate it is what it is from your vocabulary. This has been another episode of the Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com slash consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.